about y'all, but it's feeling real nice right now. You wanted the vibe a little bit before you said anything? Just a little bit. Okay. If that's okay with the people. They don't have with the grown folks. <laughs> hey! your way to work right now just grooving in traffic some of y'all getting ready to go to bed <laughs> some of y'all are washing dishes some of y'all said i'll play the rest of this uh, in the morning come here babe <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the grown folks hour grown folks hour which is, grown which is every hour <laughs> brought to you by none other than Ronald Alexander. You're going to want to check out his Summer Soul album. And also, if you want to follow him on social media, that's C-J-J-A-Y underscore Alexander. So uh, one of my boys, lots of love for him. So go ahead and check out his album. So before we get into it, is it is it all instrumentals? Um, no, he has some some lyrics in there too. So he um, he plays the bass. But he's also well versed in multiple instruments. So um, I've always loved his vibe. Um, I go way back. He used to play for my gospel choir in Michigan. Hey. So uh, we got a couple years up under our belt. So it's it's good to see him continue to flourish with his music. It's got a nice little vibe too. I like it. Oh no, that was funky. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Star, you you know what you're famous for, right? Well, I've already given you a CJ social media handle, so let me go ahead and give you ours. You can follow us at Grown Folks Business. That's Grown Folks, B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. And of course, I'm Jess Christar. It's your boy at normal underscore ass underscore Carl with a K. You realize every time you do that different, like sometimes you're just normal ass Carl and then sometimes you're your at name on social media? Or sometimes I'm just real. <laughs> annoying, real annoying. Um, and this is Big Mouth Cease. So, um, wait, one more thing. We almost forgot. What is that? We got this whole little business quest that we're on right now. So we got stickers, we got cards, oh, yeah, anything right. that y'all want. We we've been going into local businesses on our own. You know, doing our own little street team type anthem routine, uh, cross promotions, any of those things. You know, businesses hit us up, find us on our social media, shoot us a DM, all of that. That's very important. Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, um, last couple of episodes, we've been giving, uh, getting some of the guest content in. So, I think we should get straight into that because, as always, we have some really intriguing topics that people want us to talk about. Um, so, I'm wondering who's this week, who's going to go first? Is it what I got or what you got? Star. Let's go what you got. Okay. So this is my boy Dre. He uh Hey Dre. He works for Beats. No, he definitely <laughs> Beats by No, oh no 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 no. So he would definitely appreciate me using his whole name. Is his name really Andre? Well Cause you know Andre Young, Dr. Dre. No, no, no. His name is Andre. Yeah. Um, but we never actually call him that. We either call him Dre or we call him DBC. 
That was his nickname coming up. Dave and Buster's cut. No, oh, hey, close. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We used to call him Dre Baby Cuss. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I do know exactly who you're talking about right one, now. One, yeah. one time he showed up with cornrows, and ever since that day, he oh, was man. Dre Baby Cuss. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. His real name, <laughs> this is a bad segue. His real name is Andre Rogers, and he actually sells real estate in in Inland Empire. Oh. Um and he works um, with in, in conjunction with his father right now, who's been doing it for a long, long time, um, and is a really uh, successful uh, real estate um, agent. Or what are they, what do they call them now? Agents? Yeah, I think they're agents, right? Yeah. Are they still agents? That's well, agents no, actually, of real estate. Actually, like so, Dre's an agent, and then his father's must be like a broker or something, because he, he. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There are levels to that ish. Yeah, he he employs other real estate um, individuals. He's gonna be so mad that I'm butchering this right now. But the point is, is that if you're in the inland empire, Dre, call us up and clear it up. There you go. Yeah, Does he well, have like a social media so they can at least ask them him ask him them why themselves. Why do you never know people's social medias? Well, there's and you know he look up in the sky because I don't even, I ain't even on social media. Hey, it's a cop out i don't i wait so i think it might be at dbc dizzy d-i-z-z-y yeah okay i think that might be it and then i'm gonna have to give him his i actually um i'll hit him up and then maybe if i'm getting it wrong i can make my corrections at the end but point being he sells real estate in the inland empire um very reputable um, individual. So if you guys have some housing needs, go look him up. You can find him on social media, and he's all about that. Yo, and shout out to Carl for putting the uh, podcast palace together. We did a really good job. Um, you just gave yourself props? The whole team. I just want y'all hey, to and notice. I was like, there must be another I was like, Carl. which Carl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, with a K. Yeah. <laughs> he's a stand-up guy. Normal <laughs> underscore as underscore Yo, Carl with a K. That's funny, too. Like, just, yeah, we're going to the guest content. Okay. I'm so not going to take him down that rabbit hole. So this is Dre. You guys can also talk about uh, materialism in the black community. Uh, for example, uh, the Gucci brand. I was at All-Star Weekend and I saw everybody wearing Gucci something. Might have been real, might have been fake. But then uh, <laughs> regardless, you know, uh, go ahead and looking at their Instagram, they barely have any black models whatsoever. But it seems like that's mm. like the big uh, luxury br brand for black people. Especially if you look on like Saturday Night Live and the Migos, that's all they had on was Gucci, I think. So... Uh, I don't know. You could talk about that too. Um, yeah. Yo. So, so he gave me two questions. Gave so me chills so thinking you, about that. Okay, but well, why is that? Just because I was just watching uh, Rapture on Netflix, and, okay. and Two Chains was on there. And you know, Two Chains is like a connoisseur of just dope shit, is what he says. Okay. And and he's educated. He is educated. <laughs> Mad educated. But he puts, I feel like he puts on the front. But anyway, I, I say all that because. There was a there was a, a a quick second where bro was like, um, I don't know if I should put on the Gucci shoes or he said the Ferragamos. What are Ferragamos? I, it's, it's a brand. It's a brand. It's, do they make shoes? Yeah. Yeah. So he said, I don't know. If I put on the Gucci or the Ferragamos. And he was like, Well, shoot, I put on Gucci because you know I put on you know I'm I'm trying to get the check. He ain't even got the check yet. You know what I mean? And everyone wears Gucci. Then my second thing about Gucci is I really do hate, and he's right, you don't know if it's real or fake, but there was a time period where people would tuck they, the front of their shirts in to show you that they got that. The, yeah, those were fake. That straight vanity. Like van, I feel like you're a slave to vanity when you wear stuff like 80 that. Eighty percent of those were fake because I feel like that was popularized by like urban culture. Um and I feel like people that can really afford Gucci, they're not tripping off of showing you their belt. It doesn't matter because it's a belt. If you can afford it for real, I mean, my financial advisor, Jay-Z, said, you know, <laughs> if you can't afford to buy it twice, you can't afford it. And, um, 
you know, to me, that's if you feel like you have to show things off, you probably can't afford it because it's not regular. Uh, same thing goes with like Bruno Mars. He had he had that song Versace on the floor and people are like, my Versace ain't going to be on the floor. And I'm like, well, if you can't put your Versace on the floor, you probably shouldn't be buying it. Right. Because mm. it should just be regular clothing by that point. That's real. It shouldn't be that special where you're like, not my Versace. No, no, no. This is like Morona from Target at the point in which you're buying it. <laughs> so Morona is fire. I, I feel like I'd be at Target shopping. Look, they be supplying all my basic tees. Carl's shoes be on point, but my jeans come from Target. So listen, <laughs> I'm at the, real. At the beginning of his of his little uh, or of his question, he was saying he he um, accentuated the fact that he's observing these things in the black community. He mentioned All Star Weekend, and I can only assume that there was a number of brothers that he probably seen there and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I can uh, again, I can only imagine that they were people of you know a good a considerable amount of people of color. Yeah. So with that being said, why do you think that this is something that afflicts those communities? Maybe more so than others. I'll tell you what it. I, me personally, and what I'm, what I'm. Here's the thing. I, even though I make this vanity slave joke type thing, I'm a slave to vanity too. I love shoes. You know what I mean. And for me, just having some nice clean sneakers, brushing them with a toothbrush or a nail brush, you know, soap and water. I'm in there wanting them to be clean. You know what I mean. And I think it goes in the same category as wearing Gucci, having nice shoes wearing a chain you know all those things is to show people hey i got it and i'm wearing it on my neck it's a trophy you get what i'm saying and it's kind of like hey this is what i have now this 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 what i have on or my material things show some type of success but see a lot of people are obsessed with looking like success but they're not obsessed with becoming successful and that's the issue that i have with it Mm -hmm. because you're portraying this i have money let me see your bank account (laughs) <laughs> Let me see your savings account. Let me Facts. see your assets. Let me Facts. see your stocks. Let me see your investments. And I think what pissed me off the most is just based off of what you're saying, what used to piss me off the most is like, like again, I'd be a slave and I'd be in the sneaker line and dudes would be buying shoes on credit. <laughs> and it's like, bro, you ain't even got that in your account. Right. You know what you I mean? Literally yeah, you literally cannot afford this yeah. once, let alone twice, like okay. my financial advisor. Okay. So what if you can't afford it? What if you can? Yeah. Then Most people who can't you? afford it. Don't show it off. Okay, so like, you're I, not gonna see Robert Kraft. Not not in all cases. I have a cousin. Um, he's, he's very successful, and he's all about the the brand monster. Like that that's just his thing. Like, and when I say when I'm not I'm not even saying like to exaggerate, like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of Jordans in his possession. But because for he, what? And because he he can afford it, right? I mean, but does it mean that, I mean, yeah, no, because it's like, well, he can make the purchase. A lot of people can make the purchase, but that doesn't mean that you can afford something. But everything is about perspective, though, because some things that I've noticed that some people don't value, like maybe buying a house these days, you know what I mean? Or, you know, no, tucking okay, money yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to that point. Like, does like your cousin you, have health insurance? If you, if, if you, yes, of course. Okay. Uh, but well, if you, you but, can't say, but, of course, some people, you know. Well, but no, anyway. but, if, but if I'm saying that he's successful, I would assume that it's because he has a job and that he could pay for insurance. Right. So, no, I just say that to say, so what if he values those possessions over others? Does that mean, does that put him in a, in a different standing? I don't know. Because, I mean, I know people who are doing very well. Um, and even those people, they may have it. But it's not going to be like a look at my Gucci wallet. It's not going to be a look at my this. It's just like, 
oh yeah, I happen to have it. Oh, you noticed it? Cool. But I'm not out here flashing on people. But okay, okay, so like, so okay, so describe flashing. If you're wearing it, are you flashing it? It depends on how you're wearing it. So oh, if you were break to that down. if you were to specifically in like you alluded to, they may have been fake, but lift up your t-shirt and tuck it in right in the middle just so the buckle shows like that's so what, not even an attractive style <laughs> so what what about when cowboys do it well cowboys they have their whole, the shirt whole sh- yeah they in. took the whole shirt but, yeah so but they're doing so, that for functionality not for no they the do purpose. show the buckle for yeah but my, it's for, my roommate in college was but a cowboy. you're not gonna have your shirt all waving everywhere when you're trying to wrestle but to his point where bull. i disagree they're not spending 800 dollars on them buckles well Oh, okay. Go ahead, eBay. No, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite sure that the, the fanciest cowboy. cowboy he has, he has a buckle and something that it's brass, and, it's not but, gold. But most, most when you're trying to set things apart, it's it's gonna correlate to money. So just because it's not Gucci doesn't mean that there's not this popular cowboy brand. But we don't, it, we're not frowning on them. But I think what he's talking about is materialism <laughs> in the black community in general. And let's be honest, the mass majority of people. In our in our communities are not in the one percenters. Well, I no no no. Uh, so let's get more precise because I want you to finish that thought. Mm-hmm. But what he said was is he was making a distinction in between brands that people of color endorse, but then when we see them represented in magazines the and their models aren't representative of the cultures who mainly endorse them. Mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren. Tommy Hilfiger Tommy made Hilfiger. some some very uh, distinct statements about black people, yeah. and we wasn't he talking to Oprah when he said that? May, possibly, I don't remember, but they got him the hell out of here. I haven't heard from Tommy Hilfiger since. Yeah, yeah, we're not the community to mess with. So, so, so to that point, like, how do we feel about brands that really aren't even trying to target us, but we're so eager to tap in and endorse them? Not even just endorsing them, but it's just also that we glorify that. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Star, now you can go. I mean, it to me, it seems that for so long we've looked at success as getting what white people have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so to me, that's another example of when I get this, it'll show them that I made it too. Gotcha. And they laughing and, all the way to the bank when we do dumb stuff like that. And honestly, um, you know, a lot of millionaires talk about how they wear the same clothes every day, the same style every day, and it's not the most expensive stuff. But then can we also point out that there's also just as many millionaires that, that put on? Absolutely. Some of them, it's part of their, you know what I mean, how they got their millions. Black millionaires or anybody? Any, we're, 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 I think we have to talk about anybody because, you know what I mean, like some people's um, fortune correlates to how they present. But the standard has always been, um, unfortunately, comparing us to white people as the the what success looks like. So that's even goes into language and how we speak. And that's why talking white is even a topic of conversation at times. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like. I don't I don't know. I just think that it's it's difficult because they're not marketing us. They probably don't even want us in their brand as Tommy Hilfiger very clearly stated, um which this is, is when not we, for y'all. Yeah, he was like didn't he say something like if I had known black people were going to wear it, I wouldn't have made it. He said something very extreme. And that's when we were like, "Uh, oh, got it. Don't worry about it." 
<laughs> it's crazy because it has a reverse effect too. Because in the white people that is wearing, you know that that were wearing that was wearing at the time, they're like, "Yo, we can't even mess with you no some more." Some of them bro. probably were like, "Let me buy some more." <laughs> <laughs> some of them, but like, it wasn't enough to know? keep him uh, relevant. But clothing is always so, like a slippery slope. But see, but see, what do you value then in terms of clothing in general? In clothing that uh, that you that you would say like, you know what, I glorify this particular, you know. See, I feel like Nike rocks with us. And I, I wear a lot of Yeah, Nike. they do. I get all kind of advertisement with people who look just like me. Yeah. Because I think people are fools if you tuck your... You know, I'm not a Gucci fan. I don't care about Gucci. Well, but I know you're a Supreme type dude. <laughs> there he goes. He made that up. Um, <laughs> I feel like we are very, very fortunate to live in the time that we do because that brand monster um, is now competing with uh, individuality. Mm-hmm. So we're now praising people for being very, very unique. You know what I mean? And I feel like we're moving away from... I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's there's a very strong um, reinforcer or a group of reinforcers that, that, that tap into brands and that's their niche and that's their thing. Um, but I see people more and more these days just really expressing themselves through clothing. Before we got started, you know what I mean? We were talking to your mother and she was talking about how she wanted to... What, what was the word that she used? She wanted to jazz up an outfit. Freak so, it out. Yeah, so she purchased an outfit but was like, uh, that's cool, but... It's going to be dope when I put my own identity on it. Yeah. So to answer your question, I feel like I just try to stay true to myself when it comes to fashion. And that's real. And I, and, I, and I think the overall theme that I'm taking from your boy's question, and it may be off topic or it may be on the lines, my whole thing is, is what do you value? You know what I mean? Like, to me, I've never been the guy that wanted, like, super nice clothes and, you know, stuff like that. Like, Wait a minute. What about your kicks? Shoes, yeah. Maybe shoes, yes. Definitely shoes. But so is it, I, I think that's Is another, there a difference between shoes and yeah, clothing? Yeah, I feel like that's another point to be made. Is but that, if I value shoes more so than jeans and having a bunch of shirts and like, you know, designer shirts, I feel like shoes, okay, I get that. I like just nice you shoes. You get that, but other people are still looking it, at you exactly. like. Exactly. But you would want a whole complete outfit. I mean, but, but, but what's a complete outfit? But for me, a complete I, outfit could be a, a nice pair of shoes and a shirt that matches. That's a complete outfit. It doesn't mean that those have to be designer. And for me, but he's I'm, talking about designers specifically. I'm sorry. No, no. I for me, I'd always rather. I've never enjoyed having things that other people have. So like, you have never seen me in a pair of Jordans. You've never seen me desire a pair of Jordans or want a pair of Jordans because I don't want things that everybody else has. Women, you, women all of is my different. Sneakers, Being a woman is different, though. All of my sneakers are different and or customized because I don't play that. But women don't have and there's I've noticed there's two tiers of women. You correct me if I'm wrong, right? I'm You're sure wrong. there's more than two. Yeah, You're <laughs> You're I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm being bold, okay? There's the, there's there's the red bottom buyers and all that other stuff and the you know the Gucci and the expensive, you know, whatever the the guys names are that make the shoes. I know I don't even know the difference. And then there's the girls that go and get bargain shoes which you can't really I don't I can't tell the difference between a bargain shoe and because a someone who shoe. can actually dress it doesn't matter where exactly. you get it from. Exactly, and but but with with a sneaker or with like a shirt for men and stuff like that, I feel like men's clothing you can pinpoint, you know, right out the gate what it is. That's because that's how y'all created it. You're right, and then that goes into what he's what what his man's was saying in terms of like, yo, why do we value these things and they not even messing with us like that? And it's really men pushing that. I feel like that's really what it comes down to. Well. I, and, I, and I think, and then you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but just from all of our input thus far, I feel like it's all about classification. Mm-hmm. We use fashion as a way to put people in a category. 
or even not even just fashion, what people have, period. Yeah, okay, so material, if we're going to even go beyond that and even talk about material possessions, because I'm quite sure that the, the, the number one things that you notice about people outside of their personality is what they drive, mm. where they live, mm. and what they wear. Two of those things can 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 be a predictor for anything. Well, and then and then some some of those things can be extremely deceiving, and I think that's where the problem then comes in. <laughs> because if we if we're both homeowners, right? Yeah. But then I purchased my home, and then you were granted a home. We're still both homeowners, right? You know what I mean? If you drive a nice car, and then I don't drive as nice of a car, but you have a car payment, and I don't. You take it on the cake. Exactly. And, then- and it's crazy because, like, the older I get, I see how my perspectives have shifted. Of course. Shifted. So, like, I remember being younger and seeing some with, someone with an expensive car and being like, oh, they have money. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting to the point where I see somebody with an expensive car and I'm like, oh, they got a car note. Exactly. And then I'm in a place now where I see someone with a really expensive car and I'm like, they must own a business and that must be a tax write-off. Because, honestly... If you're buying an expensive car and it's not making you money or getting you money back or, you know, stopping the amount of money that you have to pay back to the government, you have an issue. So so to that point, going back to the classifications, is that I feel like as humans, we typically want to have a certain level of an understanding in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is, is without being given the opportunity to ask the appropriate questions you might be giving somebody praise or placing them in a certain category that they don't belong because you don't know the logistics. You don't know if it's rented egg, if it's for a, a weekend. Egg, well, I, Like, <laughs> honestly. And a lot of your favorite athletes out here renting. Don't let them fool you. And then, <laughs> and then we hear stories like that where somebody might be on set for a music video and it's like, oh, I really, really like these guys because they, be fla- you know, they flaunt and they floss. And then at the end of the music video, the truck comes to pick up all the cars and it's like they all hop in a van and drive off. Right, right. Final thoughts on this one? Anybody? Uh, Cease? Nah, I just, you know, Dre, to, to answer your question, because I feel like we we went in so many different avenues, is that I feel like we, um, as humans, not even just as people of color, are conditioned to want to create these labels. And we've, you know, we, we have these arbitrary standards that we use to put people in categories. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to say uh, one of our, our new... Um, financial advisors cardi b talks about fashion nova <laughs> and how it fit and uh i'm just gonna use that to say you know it doesn't necessarily matter what it is just make sure it look nice and it look good there you go i'm gonna keep mine short and sweet if your credit score under 600 you don't need it 700 all right there we go high standards over here well that's what i'm just saying and, and, based, and based upon the individual you might be seeing people make certain decisions with certain circumstances and then in your mind it's like oh you're good and in her mind she's like nah you still got a little bit more work to right. so we're, we're trying to again create an understanding about people and their situations and their decisions right without really having the avenue to ask the appropriate questions right. to be able to make that you know that decision so what we got? What's the second? What's the second question? This is this is from Stars Camp. Stars, this is one of your friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's this? My girl Janelle Bell. Janelle so, Bell. So uh, she she actually posed a question not too long ago, and um, when we did the runaround talking about cultural appropriation, and I shouted her out because uh, of the question that she asked. So she asked another um, really awesome question, and I'm actually I'm not going to get into it because she explains it a little bit in hers. So uh, let's go ahead and run that. Run it. All right, here we go. Let me see you Mm-mm. get. 
It's cool when you do. Hi, my name is Janelle Bediaco. You can reach me at Janelle LaBelle on Instagram. So I posed a question on Facebook asking, why have we not um, responded to Common in the same way that we responded to Holly Berry um, in regards to... So just to pause, we all know who these two individuals are. Can Mm -hmm. we go to the beginning? Why? What is Janelle's last name? Bediaco. Bediaco. Okay. Woo. She said it fast. My bad. Keep going. <laughs> well, no, no, no. And see, I see the way the star is looking to crawl right now. But even when she said it, it sounded like a sound effect. Like, that was actually really dope. I was like, I want to try a Bediaco. That's That sounds like a joke. I hope I said it correctly, too. I'm going to be embarrassed. Yeah, I hope. Hey, now <laughs> we got to go hey, That's why she looked know. at me. That's why she looked at me like that. Because she's like, shit, I don't even know. Because you know, you, get, you just get used to reading stuff. and you know. Hold on. So wait, we go. Now we got to go back. Hold on. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Sorry for the pullback, y'all, but we need it. Hi, my name is Janelle Bediaco. You can reach me at Janelle LaBelle on Instagram. So I posed a question on Facebook asking, why have we not um, responded to Common in the same way that we responded to Holly Berry? So I'll pause again. It's Paul's master over here. So do we know who Common and Holly Berry are? Yes, we know who Common is. Who's Common? He's a rapper from Chicago. And what else does he do? Act. And he gets on every award show and gets. <laughs> so we're talking about common. The I think she said it uh, fairly quickly, and when I listened to oh, it the first time, I you know what that's true too. Because if we get a young head in here, then anybody younger than I would say twenty nine wouldn't know who common is unless they went back and did their research. Okay, so here we go. Um, in regards to the um, demise of his recent relationship with Angela Rye, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with how much Holly Berry's name was dragged through the mud saying that she was crazy and all these different things. So I just want to know, why do you think we haven't um, given Common the same disparaging remarks and things like that in regards to his relationships when he's very publicly dated several women and it turned out not to be so successful. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you guys all have to say about that and if there's possibly a double standard. So I feel I feel like when she asked the question... She's trying to get us to fade in here. Well, she, she asked a couple <laughs> of questions and so I was like, all right, so are we talking specifically about common in Holly Berry situation because I don't I do you know who Angela Rye is I don't but I think and, when and, she was getting to a deeper no a no deeper you're right purpose. you're right and then do you know which relationship they were talking about with Holly Berry because I do remember the Holly Berry's crazy uh phenomenon that was going on for a while uh, but I couldn't even with tell Eric Benet okay uh she was with a white dude at one point too I think but then at which at what what was what denoted that she was going crazy as it pertained to a relationship the fact that she was a woman and couldn't keep a man Oh, okay. See, so that's why I I asked her to then. Oh, wait a minute. What's the? They be burning. What's the the the? Hold gen- on, hold on, hold on. So, We're gonna get to the second she part. She wants you to respond. Oh, sec- so, right. so there's a second. So part wait, to- the first part is a woman who can't keep no, a man. No, no, no. So the first part was all of that, and then I asked her to clarify because I wasn't very clear. You can't say all that and then clarify. I I, I want to make sure I narrow it down. Okay, so we'll we'll get back to it, but just listen to the second part. Okay, she, she says it because Cease asked her to provide a little more. In depth context, about it. because because yeah. if you were like me and you didn't know about either person's relationships, you were kind of lost as to what type of input did you could provide to this conversation. So just check us out. Got it. Hey, so I just got turn your me up a little bit, and I hear you on making it um, less specific. I guess the issue for me is um, I, I don't have an issue saying the question again, but if I generalize it, um, I don't know if it really speaks 
if it carries the same weight, because I don't know if white people experience the same thing that is unique to, like, black women um, in the dating world and, like, how we get shamed for sleeping with or dating the same number of guys, you know, a guy would be um, praised for, basically. So the uh, long story short, is Taylor Swift really receiving the same amount of flack for all the dudes she's running through compared to Halle Berry? I don't think so. So mm. I don't running know through. how to frame the question in a more general sense. Maybe yeah. you can tell me, she like, just give me an idea of how general we're going with this. That would be a little easier. <laughs> I don't stay on. I don't stay in tune to what Taylor Swift do. Yeah. But I'm I feel so- like white women get flack, too. Nah. Yeah. Not to the same degree. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I don't know nothing about Sandra Bullock. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like but it was not on your... that's why we're saying... I'm going to go ahead and tear a squad and lean back because... Miley Cyrus? She a hoe? She a hoe? Yeah. Not, not the that's one That's exactly that she... what we're talking about. So if we were talking about a man having the same amount of women as Miley Cyrus, you wouldn't be talking oh, about oh, he a hoe. Okay, so... Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, and wait, I wanted so, this so, to be so, a main topic at so, one point. So let's, she, so, so let's do <laughs> this. She baited me in. So let's do <laughs> that first. Up, let's do that first. Then we'll talk about the double standard between when a woman has multiple sexual partners in comparison to a man. We're going to be here for a while. Number two, wait, <laughs> I thought it was black and white, so it's not black and white. So you can choose. You can choose. To That's sp- what I was getting at. You can choose to speak to it generally, or you can be more precise up along the racial. Um, well, I'm copping the plea because what my my original statement was was in terms of black and white. You know, I was like, oh, it just. I felt, I felt like it was fair game. No, you're no. Nah, well, He's having a whole podcast with himself right now. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. <laughs> you see how I no, like, I'm not. Get, get the soundboard ready. We ready. Okay, so but I want I want to hear what your response is. No, I want to hear I want to hear Star first. Y'all not gonna throw me out to the fire. No, I mean you already started, so it's, <laughs> you can't not speak. But it's it it speaks to you know no matter what race you are, uh, we're socialized very differently. Um, you know, men are socialized at a young age to sow your royal oats, um, to get out here and get these notches on your belt, and women are supposed to be pure. And, you know, not cast your pearl to the swine. But these dudes are smashing somebody. Hey, you got all the sayings. <laughs> yeah, hey, she said swine. I heard so, that in some, there. Some of those I had heard before and I never knew what they meant. But now that you're saying them in context, I was yeah, like, okay, that makes not, sense. Don't cast your pearl to the swine. Oh, we put but this in this. Hey, be your grandma had bars. Because I know that's <laughs> where you heard that. Hey. Yeah, bad bars. Go ahead. Watch I, your profanity. I, I, I haven't heard none of those in a long time. Yeah, but it's it's true. We're socialized very differently. And then all of a sudden, the woman who is um, getting out there and putting notches on her belt is going to be labeled the hoe. Whereas the man is just like, he's just being a dude. Like, let him let him be a dude. Let him just be a man. He's supposed to be out here getting it, but getting wait it out of his system. Get it out of his system. But if a woman's getting it out of her system, she a hoe. Well, let me ask you then. When y'all hear that, I've always wanted to ask this question. I'm bold enough to do it now, especially on this type He's of stage. He's calling himself bold. I am this bold. Can I not be bold? The bold and the beautiful. Can I not? Your mustache is bold today. Right. <laughs> Your breath is bold today. So there you go. <laughs> Tit for tat. I'm just sitting here with my legs kicked up. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Um, so my question is for that, right, is who said, who's saying that to women? Is it other women or is it men? That's a good question. Both. Y'all be the main ones talking about we don't want nobody, you know, who been around the block. If she's had too many men, we don't want her. She's not good. Y'all she don't got, want us. Nobody, like that. nobody wait, wait, want a car with too many miles on wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. But I'm going to tell you something. Because there's there's a triple standard then. Because I, I've heard girls give their friends props 
for going out there and getting it and then call but then, but then in a different situation calling other girls hoes because of the relation that it might have to them like if it's a girl trying to like mess with your man she's a hoe Mm-hmm. But if it's one of your friends and she just got out of a relationship and she's trying to, you know, live a little bit, she just she's just having fun. So I feel like it, it goes both ways. And then for men, I know that when you know what I mean, like when when you when you when you with the action, you kind of want a girl that's that's that's, you know, that's ready. Definition. I'm definition guy. Define who. You said it. Yeah. Defi- you me? define it. Personally, for me, my 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 my. Uh... Definition for a hoe is somebody who, you know, seeks another person just for personal gain only. If there's no emotional... Is it... Uh, I asked you for the definition. I'm I'm asking a question. Have you been a hoe before? For personal gain only? No. And I'm going to tell you why. Is personal gain including sexual gain? I wish y'all could see my face. You've never been... Based upon that definition, you've never been a hoe? Don't come in here with background information that you don't know 100% details. You're saying based off of what you said just now. Yeah. Based off of the definition. I don't know anything about you. I'll give you the... Well, okay. We're not even friends like that. We're not. That's not a whole statement, though. No, I'm, I'm again. You're. You, He's asking if, based on the definition that you just have gave, have you, you ever, ever been a hoe? Would you have been classified as a hoe based yeah. on your definition? If you're giving, okay, I'm giving. Uh, I'm making more. Smashing for personal gain. Have you ever smashed for personal gain only? Like if you just out. Yes here or all, no? If you out here, all, if I'm out here question. offering sausages, you know what I mean for personal. Like, hey, here's my payment for what you're about to do for me <sighs> so later on. So you're saying that that's it's connected right, sorry, to so financial so only. So when you say personal gain, no you're personal only... gain, not financial. It could be anything. So it could be sexual gratification. It could be a career move sexual gratification if i'm offering you right if i'm offering you comfort time sex whatever you want it to be for something else in return later on that's a whole tendency but isn't that all any expression of anything is no there's a, there's a such thing as a good gesture yes but a good gesture don't mean i'm offering you penis I'm just going to be real. But I'm saying if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I'm smashing the dude I'm in a relationship with are we not both getting something out of that exchange? Exactly. Both getting something in exchange. Yes, if you both are winning from that, yes, I but get that. But I think that. both people are winning from the situation you just gave. Uh, yeah, from Define a hoe then. What does hoe mean to you? I don't believe there's such a thing. Oh, All right, cop a Get out here. I am at. Cease, you want to be bold? Um, what's a hoe? Um... I, I just think it's a term we created to put people down. Yeah. Probably people who we're envious of I, in some I, way. I feel like I feel you got to draw a line in the sand at some point. I feel like it's a term that we use to put people down without, like, you know, like we're pointing the finger without looking at the three that are pointing back at, at yourself. Because I feel like anything that you can call somebody a hoe for, unless you've lived a very, like, rigid life, the definition could apply to you too. Okay, let's get back on topic to what she was asking then specifically. Then, well, no, I think that's that was kind of to that point. It was leaning. Like, it was leaning to that. Is there is there a double standard um, as it pertains? But to we're answering women? for the people, not personally for ourselves. And I feel like you know, <laughs> you guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What does Urban Dictionary say? <laughs> it's probably right up Carl's alley. So there are four Pause. definitions. <laughs> Ho, number one, a skank. Yeah, that's but then you uh, number two, what's a skank? Yeah, a woman that is too loose in the booty. (laughs) Watch your profanity. I I want to press it, but I'm so engaged with what she's getting ready to say. (laughs) Number three, a woman or man that will smash anything with two legs. Mm. Number four, a promiscuous person, a slut. 
a promiscuous person. So, but then I think two of those definitions is like, okay, well, what's a skank? Too what, loose in the booty. Yeah, and what, what's promiscuous? So, at what point would you say then a man isn't right for you then? If 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 being promiscuous and all that other stuff for fake, well, you're not going to define hoe for me. So then I'm I'm trying to get you to. Uh, so okay, wait, wait. I I just don't understand the if question. If a man's what? prowess is too much for you, I feel like that's that's hoe. never too much, never I, too much. <laughs> <laughs> and then if, if never mind um but then no i'm just kidding i don't really understand the question so maybe i can pose a different question okay. so based upon um what janelle brought up what what is the what is the double standard um in my opinion the double standard lies in the fact that if i'll use myself as an example being 30 okay and not being married engaged in a solid relationship um and surprisingly, not having any kids um, added to this mix, which is a surprise to me. But those four things make people say, oh, you must be crazy. Why don't you have a man? I do say Ain't nobody like single right. this old and you look that cute and yada, yada, yada. Why you single? What's wrong with you? Okay. I don't hear anyone my age walking around with a penis <laughs> being asked those same questions for being 30 and single. Nobody's coming up to him, brother. What's wrong with you? No, it'll be like, oh, you just haven't found her yet. Listen, yeah, you'll listen, find her. Listen, listen. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate then. Play it. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that, um, based upon our, like, what, based upon the the respective requirements to reproduce, that men can have the luxury of waiting longer to make certain decisions? based upon the fact that they don't have to have kids within a certain age range. No, because um, studies are showing that because women are pursuing uh, greater careers now, okay. that we're putting off childbearing until much later, no, 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 on no. average. But so, you don't have much actually, later to go by. Exactly. So you you can, you, you can, but I'm talking about a 30 versus 30. So well, Okay. Well, well, no, no, again, no, no, no. But then the range, just because you're that age at that point, the range doesn't change. So that means that at 30, you have less time than the average man does. If I to, want to reproduce. Exactly. Yes. So do, I'm just asking if you have, feel like it has anything to do with why some people might feel that. I think historically, yes, because historically women were married off at like 18, 19, 20, 21 and already on kid number five by 26. We was living shorter then. We were living shorter than women were typically um, homemakers. Okay. And childbearers as a career. Turn that up. Hold up. <laughs> Go ahead. We we were typically um, homemakers and childbearers as our career, not actually pursuing things like becoming doctors, lawyers. Um, you know, we we weren't doing these things where we had to pursue an education, and we're choosing to put these things on the back burner. So I think that there is a shift in culture for sure because, you know, even when people talk about divorcing back in the day, they'll be like. You know, back then, they didn't throw away a light because it didn't light no more. They'd fix it. Well, back then, women didn't have much of an option if it came to divorce because they didn't have no money. They didn't have the resources to leave. And so now we're dealing with completely different um, culture. There's been a cultural shift. Women are bringing just as much to the table, if not more, as these men's. And so back to your question about Thank you. um, if it has to do with age. It may have to do with how things were back then when people were my age. But, but right now, that's not the norm. You're not seeing the average woman have children 
before 25. Which, which is all valid points, but I think it's kind of going away from the actual question that I was answer, or asking. Okay, what's that? Which is based upon those things that haven't changed, which mm -hmm. is the fact that... Biology. Yes. But so, no, I don't think so, because I just think that we didn't have the research to show that you're able to have safe pregnancies into your early 40s. Yes, that is very, very true, but I feel like from a man's standpoint, that's that y'all can shoot it up at any that almost any point. Yeah, you, even, even though even 60s. though there is research saying that <laughs> right. some women can, most men can. Like you know, what I mean, there's still that variation in between being a certain age where a woman might say, "I can't," you know, pursue these things anymore, and a man wouldn't have no issues. I still think the fact that I have to be crazy or have something wrong with me speaks volumes no, as and to that's why I'm thing. single. See, we've had that conversation before whenever we talk about somebody. Because apparently I'm crazy because I'm single. No, I don't think that. I just like, yo, what happened? Yeah, we've had that conversation. What happened? There's, there's something. No, no, no. But, we're, but when we've had those conversations, we're talking about people who are probably out of that range to make said decision. And it's like, okay, again, like, why do you think that that was an issue for said person? Now, somebody saying that to Crystal, they're kind of like jumping the gun because it's like at 30, I know lots of people. Who aren't don't have children and that aren't married and that are thirty. I feel like my instead of saying she's crazy, my my she's crazy is what happened. Like tell me this, let me hear the story. And then even the way she described it, it was almost like somebody was spitting game at her because I've heard that too. Like girl, how come you ain't got no? You know what I mean? You you this age, you got a good job, you look good. How come you ain't got I've no? I've heard man? it in that sense as well. Yeah, yeah. But that's game, like because no, it's not. I should be a. That's what they're trying to say. That's what they think. It's a game. It's a game for an end goal. Oh no, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, so to your point, I see you rolling your eyes. It's not good game, but that's yeah. that's a attempt. At. <laughs> Don't like, do it. You trash. Don't do it. <laughs> but even like, <laughs> I've I've come across like older men who think that they're being like helpful. Who'll be like, girl, what's wrong with you? You you know you you should you should be married by now. Shoot, if I was, so, and it's it goes back to the same kind of thing. But they're just like. What's wrong with you? So you remember I told you about Rhapsody, and we was we was riding mm -hmm. up the Temecula, or we were riding the Chino at the time. We were listening to her. She's on. Uh, she was actually another uh, person on Rapture, and she was talking about her kind of like putting her and like what society says you know is for her to the side in terms of like getting a man, you know, having kids and stuff like that. And she said, you know, pretty much like Mike, my, my whole existence isn't just about me procreating having a man in my life and stuff like that. I dictate, you know, those things on my own. And I think what we're what I'm speaking to is a larger thing of like Is she heterosexual? Yes. Okay. Which is yeah, and which is yeah, that is a good point. But I think it, it kind of speaks to a thing of I think we kind of for a long time we put women in a box of like this is what you're supposed to do. Well not only what we're supposed to do, but it was what we had to do because we weren't working we weren't going to school at the same level that we are now. We weren't excelling in life the way that we are now. So back then, that was literally your meal ticket. That was your security. Your financial security was to get married so that you can live a good life. And now we're creating that good life for ourselves. And it's not the same. Um, it's not the same need up front. So do you feel like there's more of an abundance of women being labeled as hoes is because we've had this tradi traditional sense of what a woman's role was and what she was supposed to do. And now that women are becoming more independent, they're on, they're able to take on some of the more, uh, what have been considered male driven characteristics. And then from that men have now, they need, they need a descriptor for that. You know what I mean? 
Is that is that what we're we're dealing with now? I mean, I feel like at one point when women were described as hoes, it was literally because um like they were sleeping with somebody's husband or like or doing it for financial gain. Or doing it for financial gain for sure. And now we're in a a a culture where it's just like no, you I'm feel single, that way, or do, you, or do, do you believe that? Because I feel like you just slipped up right now. So is that a hoish activity, sleeping with somebody else's? You know, personally, I know people like to label women as homewreckers, but I don't feel like you could wreck a home if the door is not open. Let me ask you this: Can men be hoes too? We're gonna be fair. Yeah, you. Can. <laughs> We're gonna sure. be fair. I mean, because because I want to be fair first before I start like, oh, women only. Like, I feel I feel like to be a hoe, that's a characteristic. I've Do- been called a hoe recently. Dogs could be hoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not one of those things that's. It, Dogs that's could a, be hoes. Well, I'm funny. just saying. I'm just saying that to like. I know, I know that's like very far fetched. No pun intended. Um, but <laughs> I feel Y'all like that. I feel like we're fetch. we're putting this this label and we're saying that it's indicative of women. But I feel like the same actions that a woman could display to be called a hoe. A man could do like interchangeably, which is crazy. So does you, it? So does it matter if it ha- if it's a man or a woman doing said acts? Does is it the acts that make you a whole, or is it the fact that you're doing these acts and you're a woman? Um, I I think for men it's more encouraged and excused, and it's just written mm, off as he's just excuse. being a man. Excuse he's just being a man. Word. He got to get it out of system. He has to get it out of system. Let him get it out before he settle down. Like let him get it out. And women. We're supposed to be wearing chastity belts until, you know, <laughs> Robin Hood calls Maid Marion and they have to call the locksmith. Your dad, like, got, the, your dad got a chastity belt in his queue on uh, Amazon. He was like, no, nah, she's she been getting too provocative lately. <laughs> he got the key in his boot. Wait till she come home for Father's Day. Daddy, what you want? What you want for Father's Day? Go open that box that's on the porch. But see, that's an, and you guys are, you know, talking. That's foolish. You guys are talking to something that's like even deeper than I thought about because just most recently I've been called hoe. And I was like, that's crazy. Were you hoeing? I. Am I, no, for personal gain? No. That's the bottom. <laughs> from well, my own. define personal gain. You said what? Define personal gain. Here's my Does thing. Does that always have to be financial I don't or think, like, my whole My thing has never been to, like, sleep with a plethora of women, you know, for me to be like, hey, man, look at this notch that I got on my belt. Like, yo, if I'm dating somebody and it just don't work out, like, me, I take my time. Well, historically, I've taken my time. If I, I take six or nine months before, you know, I'd be like, yo, I'm about to make this official. We just going to hang out, see if it's going to work, you know. And if it don't work, then it's like, yo, this ain't going to be for me. Okay. So, I got a hypothetical. All right. So say we get to the end of this year, right? December 31st, 2018. Lord willing. And you got two individuals, right? One that slept with one person per month. So that's a total of twelve people. That's, that's a big number. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm this. This is just a, again. This is a, a loose hypothetical. No My girl ain't sleeping with twelve. People. Listen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> with all the good ones. Listen. Listen. Loose. So listen. Loose so booty. That person slept with twelve people that year, right? Mm-hmm. And then you compare them to another person who slept with somebody slept with twelve people in December, but at the end of that year, they both slept with twelve people in a year. Is one more of a hole than the other? Were they raw dogging? No, listen, listen. All, Wait all... a minute, no. Answer a question. I just want. I, I, want, <laughs> I want to give her a chance. No, were they at least no, 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 practicing no. safe sex? No, because in both of these people's minds, they were engaging with somebody that they could see themselves being in a long term relationship. All with. twelve in and, the same thirty one days. Because people navigate differently. But again, so if, damn. I, listen, I, really I want. I, I want need you to, to hit the sound. I board. want you to answer the question. 
I mean, I think that that is a really short amount of time. Um, I believe in safety above all else. Um, you need to be testing in between each and every single one of those different people. Um, I, I don't, I don't have an answer. Carl? It's so strange. You got my answer. My girl not sleeping with twelve. No, days. no, no. It's not your girl. We're just talking about two random people, and then some, maybe somebody brings this to our attention, and they're asking about hoes. Is one? I feel the... like again. I feel like hole, uh, hole, gold digger. All those things are all in the same category. So if it all relates it for, back to money for man, you, man. If you sleeping to get to the top, like I'm, I'm I can't roll with that. I'm mm. not. I'm not rolling with that. Okay. Like if you're in an entertainment and you sleeping with a manager to get to where you need to get to or but, whatever, but, as a stepping stone, as a woman or a man, whoever you are, you know what I mean? I'm not rolling with that. That's whole activities. You know, you should have enough confidence in yourself not to do something like that. So so say some of these more high profile industries were led by women and there was a man who was seductive in his speech and his appearance. And he used that in a multitude of ways, whether he be sleeping with these women, whether he entertained the thought that he might be in a relationship with them. You dancing. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why you dancing. Oh, right? well, I was just asking a question. So right, if right. you don't mind, I'd like to finish it oh, so you can ahead, answer. Go ahead, go ahead. So if that man was doing such things to get to a certain level of stardom, is he a hoe? Because You can't I, tell me Trey Songs was a smasher to get to the top. You can't. That is that's a hoish activity. If you're doing it for personal gain, I feel like that's hoish activity. Okay, so, so what that, if you're just doing it because you enjoy sex? Then that you're not doing it for gain. I wouldn't say so. That's you're a not hoish activity. I don't feel like you're a hoish. So at if that I point. smashed all the homies, oh, you, <laughs> I feel like, I feel and like, it's only because I'm like, <laughs> I want all the sex. I love it. Oh, I feel like I'm not engaging that's in hoish activity. Personal gain. You trying to smash? You trying? I feel like you trying to achieve something at that. No. You what if through, I just want to enjoy sex? She is trying to achieve something. Personal gratification through my group. Or through a group. A group, but I won't say it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> through a not group. Not through your group text. <laughs> I'm not in your group yeah. chat. I'm not in your group I started chat. thinking of the numbers, but even thinking about that, I feel like, yeah, there's a goal there. Like, I'm, I'm, the I'm about to get all of them, like, specifically. So You may not say it, but I'm going to infer that. So, basically, what you I just want to go through the whole team. So, if I, if I smash one person from everybody's friend group, just one person in each What group. are you looking for at that point? Why do I have to be looking for something? You have to be. Why can't I just be doing it for gain? No, for Not gain, there, but for there's pleasure. There's no way you can keep that up. There's no way. There's <laughs> but no, because think about it. It's just like a bag of Skittles. Wait, 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 wait. Are you ready? <laughs> Is she ready for that? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, like, it's like a bag of Skittles. There's different flavors for a reason. No, no. And I'm the type of person, I pick out all the orange. So... <laughs> I feel again, like I feel like there's there's too much that we can infer at that point if you're going through a whole team of friends. You know what I mean? Like, yo, she's really trying to, you know, hit a grand slam here. Oh no, my bad. Hit for the cycle. Okay, <laughs> right. okay so it. back back to Janelle LaBelle's question. Yes. Um, why is it that women namely we'll go with Halle Berry, because that was a very high profile one. I remember um each of her breakups, especially with Eric Benet, who came out as um a sexaholic for lack of better terms. He literally said he has a sex addiction and that's why he cheated on her because of his addiction to sex. But everyone, nobody was like, dang, Eric is out here. Wow. And they were like, Halle Berry can't keep a man. She must not have been putting it down in the bedroom. If he had to look outside. Like I specifically remember these conversations and then common, you know, I would still shoot my shot with common knowing what I know about him and his lack of being (laughs) able to keep a relationship. But you know, it's just like, Oh, they broke up. 
My final thoughts on this is is this, okay, because this is a rabbit hole. For men, yes, you're right. There's a double standard in terms of multitude of partners. For women, it's 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 not the same. Um, but it's always been like that, and I think it's always going to be like that. Nah. I disagree. Me, personally, I don't know. I just... You you you're right. You can't have 190,000 miles and think I'm about to pay top dollar for a vehicle. And maybe But somebody... then we do know that some of them are being wiped up. But listen, I feel like it goes both ways. I feel like if there's a a gentleman and it's known that he's had a multitude of partners, there's going to be a certain perception um there's going to be a clout that's over him. It's like, "Girl, you know, don't don't mess with him because he he mess with everybody." And then same thing with females. Women still do it anyway. No, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like men still do it anyway. And I hate to say this, real. but I I know girls that I came up with where they had that reputation. A lot of them are married. married. Too. Yeah, they tell me, "Don't nobody want no dumb girl. Don't nobody want no loose girls." Lies. I hate scrolling through the time. all lies. You like, don't even know. <laughs> no, and, and, that, and that's another thing too. Is like sometimes I see these girls and I'd be like, "Man, if you went to high school with us, you wouldn't have made that decision." But then it goes. Back to where it goes to, is that really relevant? What because is, if these people are having these flourishing relationships with women who have a reputation or had a reputation, and they're still able to create these beautiful lives with that person, yeah. how relevant is that to begin with? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speaking to its relevance. Only thing that I'm saying is is going back to the initial prompt, which was, is there a double standard, and why is there a double standard? I don't feel like there is that much of a double standard. Now, I feel like in every situation, it takes on its specific nuances. But I think in a general sense, I feel like if you hoeing, regardless of you a man or if you a woman, that's that's the cloud that is going to be cast over you. And then it's going to manifest itself in people having a certain perception of you. Mm. And I feel like, and, and to your point, I feel like in some instances, some some females for a man that's like, you know, being permissive, I don't care. Because of whatever she got going on. You know what I mean? Maybe she's... I know Cardi B did say, you know, <laughs> some when uh, Offset was accused of cheating on her, she was like, well, y'all don't know what I've done. That... Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and I was like, whoop. And, and going back to your point the about end. things being a certain way in a traditional sense and then things progressing to, to, um, to today's times mm-hmm. and then it being like a little bit different is I feel like we glorify hoeing to a certain extent now more so than i've seen ever. i don't say that we glorify hoeing we glorify the acts that would have been considered considered hoish. it's not that it's it's the cultural shift of women being able to own their sexuality when for so long we have had to conceal it and act like we were not sexual creatures well i feel like that's the same thing is that we what we're really doing is saying that if somebody wants to take pride in being sexual that they're hoish. And now it's like, no, it's they're it's just not... human. Exactly. And maybe that's what they choose to explore. Just because you read a lot of books, that'll make you a nerd. Just make you just really like books. You like literature. So if mm. you really like sex, that's your prerogative. Now, hopefully, you're doing that in the safest way possible because there's other components that come along with sex. Absolutely. That you, you know, you would hope that if you're having a you know a multitude of partners that you're protecting yourself, you're protecting them because that's a very easy way to kind of just spread some of maybe some of your bad decisions onto one and four people that you don't even have direct contact with. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely a thing. But I feel like now, as of today, 
um, some of the things that would be deemed as hoish are people reclaiming their sexuality. I think that's a fair assessment. And I feel like it's 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 being it's create it's it's shifting like you you mentioned mm, it's earlier. A cultural shift. And it, and it's giving women more power in a realm where they were really helpless because men were dictating what labels that you got based upon their own preferences. It reminds me of the saying that we've heard uh, multiple times. I want a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. Which is such a contradiction. Speak on that. Um, I just feel like a lot of gentlemen say that, but they don't want what comes with it. Because you know what I mean? Like to, to know how to play basketball, you have to have shot some free throws. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like so. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so, so I want, you want I wanted, a freak in the want, sheets, but where's she getting this yeah, knowledge I from? Where's she a, getting that practice? Exactly. I wanted to be a freak, and I wanted, you know what I mean. But I just wanted to be natural, and that's just not natural, right? Anything that you do well, you've practiced. <laughs> so it, it it's definitely a contradiction. Carl, why are you so quiet over there? Oh, I already gave my take. You I'm scared? Good. No, I ain't scared. You see, okay, slippery slope, but I'm good. So <laughs> so we heard from Dre. Thank you, Dre. Um, we heard from Janelle. She she gave us <laughs> she gave us some rich content. I feel yeah, like we got. Going I know. Right there. Um, I don't even know if we really addressed it, but I think we've we've. I feel like we we've touched on it. We've touched on maybe we something. touched on enough for people to be in their car riding or listening in headphones and be talking to us like, oh, I agree or I don't agree. I mean, it's. Yeah, we did with it. Okay, so what's today's actual topic? She stimulated some conversation. And now, the The runaround. runaround. (laughs) (laughs) Mayback music. (laughs) All right, y'all, it's time for the runaround. Um, So I just got back from Arizona um, last night. I came in just... uh, Deliver this podcast for you all, and we all had time constraints. I knew it. He has to go to work. You got a job. I knew it. <laughs> I came in just for the podcast. Like, no, you came in because you was done with Arizona. You got a job is really funny. Like, you got other priorities. Yeah, come on now. Um, and I'm stupid. To- <laughs> yeah, there you go. You wanted the soundboard. Um, excuse me. So I went to uh, Arizona just to. Go to a baby shower, and it got me thinking, because we had talked about said baby shower for about two months, and who was going to go and who wasn't going to go amongst men. So I felt like there was a lot of activities that women typically, quotation marks, typically do that now is has become, um, what's the term? There's no gender bias. And I felt like a baby shower was one of those things. As a man, if you were a single man, at least, you should be able to be like, I'm going to send a gift and I'm not going to be in that atmosphere. Um, and also, I don't think that it's really pressing for men to go to said baby showers. But if you guys have difference of opinion, whatnot, you guys already know what to do. Um, hit us up in the comments section. And I want to get into this. Y'all think uh, it's a cool runaround topic? Or that's, that's fine. But I think just to... to to hone it in is like, are there, we talked about this before, but are there activities that are specifically catered to women that men shouldn't be participating in? Mm, yeah. Okay. I'll take that. And then yeah. we can use specific and examples the, and reasons why. Yeah. The example that you had was the baby shower. Like that, yes. Okay. And then we have different examples that might go along with that. So star. Wait, hold on. Before we, before we answer, start, where can't men go? The women's bathroom for sure. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was going to say, because some places it's the same place. Yeah, unisex all day. I I don't, I I don't know. 
he really wants to talk about this baby shower, so we go we gonna rock with that. But yeah, then I'm, well, I'm gonna bring up my example, and then you can tell me. What I have plenty of examples, but I, I'm not gonna take off too many of them. But the, I, I feel like the yeah, the baby shower is one of them. Your time just started 15 seconds ago. So the key started <laughs> me already. No, no we did okay, just I now. Say, I was getting ready, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, with Anyone? that being said, I don't think. I think men should have the option to say yes or no to baby showers. Historically speaking, I feel like men don't go to baby showers. And I actually asked women at the baby showers, do men typically go? Now, one woman had told me in the past, I invited men to baby showers because we had it at a bar. They didn't have it at a restaurant. They didn't have it, you know, at their house or anything like that. They made it that was more men friendly. The games that they play where it's drinking out of the bottle, you guess what what candy is in the diaper and stuff like that. Those aren't men games that we typically play. You know what I mean? And it's really for women to enjoy and laugh at us. I feel like you should be able to say yes or no to a baby shower. You know what I mean? And be able to send a gift. There shouldn't be that much pressure. You know, now, a first birthday, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, a bachelor party, all those things I feel like are appropriate for a man to go to. And can't say no to bars. <laughs> so we, we can't comment on that. No, you can't. All right. Yeah, I don't even want you guys to even bend the rules. You can you can comment in your own runaround. Go ahead, hand me the phone. Reluctantly. <laughs> Am I next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this podcast. That's funny. Am I next? Hey, hit the are you ready for me? It, was, it wasn't that, no, because nah, it wasn't that it funny. It was funny. Go, go Satchel ahead. Satchel thought it was funny. Thank you, Satchel. We, we got a guest in the audience, in the studio today. Satchel, he's in here. Our little pup. Satchel, so old. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two. I'm going to keep this uh, Big Mouth C style. If we invite you, you can come. Mm. The end. There's no discussion about whether men are welcome or not. If you get an invitation, you're invited. And you can come. You always have the option of saying yes and no. That's why it's RSVP yes or no as a given option. Um, I will say the only place I could think of that a man just a man shouldn't be is on a girl's trip. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Don't show up. <laughs> the end. We, are we good? I'm done. Okay, here we go. So big you, Mouth C you, style. You did, you did keep it Big Mouth C's for sure. I don't even know how this worked. Oh, there we go. Cease, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Three, two. So I'm, I'm going to come from like a different angle. Um, like I really wish I could like coordinate a brunch with all my boys. <laughs> you can't. Well, I mean, most. but I just feel, I but but I feel like it would just be, I mean, I can. I can do whatever I want to. Um, but I had a mimosa for the first time recently and it was great. Um, Welcome. Some, some of the brunch menus are just so amazing. And I feel like me and my boys, we can go anywhere else and eat. But I feel like if we like, if I if I send a group text and I was like, hey, y'all, guess <laughs> what? Found the popping brunch spot. <laughs> like, I wouldn't get no responses. <laughs> like, Carl, would you go to brunch with me? Just me and you? I mean, not just me and you. Well, we could go to brunch. It's with a group of dudes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, would it be weird to go to the brunch before the game? I feel like it won't be weird for me. And this is a weird runaround. But I, it's I, all right. It won't be I weird for you. me. But I feel like it would be weird. For nine black dudes to go to a popular, you know, brunch spot. It wouldn't. Y'all could go in y'all rompers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, look. My, <laughs> y'all rompers. I'm hey, done hey, answering. Hey, she just solidified <laughs> it. No, we can't, go to, we can't go to brunch because somebody's going to suggest a romper. Oh. Y'all could wear I All think right. both of y'all could pull off rompers, honestly. I'm going to take y'all shopping. We're going to do it. Uh, I'm going to actually post a, a poll. Don't try to get I'm going to post a poll. 
if y'all if y'all think that we can get I the boys in rompers, we go we gonna do it. We're not going in rompers. Apparently, no rompers. we're not. I'm gonna go to brunch by myself. I'll go to brunch. Brunch is lit. I'm going to brunch in disguise. Where are we going? I'm wearing one of them wigs that Don said. I'm it just d- depends on where we're going to. Nine nine brothers. It don't even have to be brothers. Oh, I'm even, not invited, so women can't show up to y'all. Well, no, but that was, that, that was the point. Like, if we bring women, then it looks a little bit more acceptable. But could me and my boys go to brunch? Y'all hungry? Y'all like breakfast? I feel like we could, like but mimosas? I feel I feel like if it, I order a mimosa, though, that's what that's what makes it weird. Because I, I feel like I need a beer. See, or something and the, and it's like all these preconceived notions. Nine like, dudes with mimosas. Beer that's, that's brunch. When, when, when did when did a beverage? And a, uh, an outing to go eat, then have to like challenge your masculinity. These are the questions because yeah. I don't know. There are tons. I'll of... give you a good reason. There sure. was a there was a holiday that just passed. I won't say which one specifically, but we all went out to eat, and they had uh, a mimosa or they had a whiskey something that looked like orange juice too. And I was like, "Yo, I'm at a breakfast place, but I feel like I have to have a whiskey." And I took the whiskey. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah. You conformed. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. And if they didn't have whiskey, he would have drank that mimosa. Yeah, I probably would have to keep it above. And he would have been happier. At 11 a.m. Because champagne in general is, it's a, like it's known to be a celebratory drink. So the fact that you just threw some orange juice in there and made it a breakfast drink, come on now. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. We're not going to debate this. I appreciate y'all listening to the... Run around. Run around. Yeah, I will say with enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Main topic. Yo, I got pulled over. Uh... Earlier this week. Oh, this... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I got pulled over earlier this week. Um, it has nothing to do with necessarily uh, the the actual... What, well, I got pulled over because, um, you know, the little tags they put your... your um, your, your The registration. Registration tags. Mine's wasn't on there. Someone stole it off of there. And that's... Well, and I and I told you about this, yeah. Star. Most people razor blade theirs. You're supposed to. I razor blade on one of my cars. I didn't do it on the other one. So, you know, now I, I had to deal with that. But... But I, I know they only what, did that in the hood, but go ahead. Yeah. And dude, so the officer pulls me over or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's another day for me. So I pull off pull off in a uh, residential neighborhood. And I realized that when he was walking up, he had his left hand over the top of his holster. And then he said, license and registration. I'm, you know, I'm fumbling, looking for everything. Um, I remember I took my registration out just for tax purposes, trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, and he, then the next question while he's watching me fumble, he was like, well, is this car yours? I'm like, bro, chill. <laughs> you got to wait a second. You know, I'm going to get you everything that you need. Now, I don't want to say this story and be like, oh, you know, the dude was a complete a-hole or nothing like that. Dude was actually cool, you know, once I gave him everything that I needed. But it's just crazy to me, you know, maybe it's protocol. I don't know. But, you know, me looking in my left, my, my left window, it's like, yo, like, okay, he's coming up and he's got his hand over the top of his holster for what? It's broad daylight. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Most gang members I know, they don't wake up until 11. You know, and so it just takes me back on like protocols in terms of like, what do you do when you get pulled over? Just as not even just an African-American male, that is a big thing, you know, but just as a minority in general, because I feel like all minorities are racially profiled. And with that being said, I didn't even move my hands from the steering wheel until he asked me specifically for my license and registration. That's something that my mom's has always taught me. She used to tell me you get pulled over, you know, and, and they they want to search you, get butt naked. You know what I mean? And 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 I I would laugh, but until it actually happened to me, you know what I mean? It was like, okay, I know what she's saying now. It's not funny anymore. So. Uh, main topic, I mean, any of you guys' thoughts in terms of, you know, uh, our police, how they doing, um, how we're doing, you know, in this in this society in terms of um, 
even police shootings. We could take it there too. Mm. Cops think we dumb. I'm gonna just tell you that straight off the bat. Elaborate. Because cops be doing some stuff sometimes. It's just crazy. And I I I don't know if it's like always and I don't feel like it's always the same reason. You know what I mean? Like I know sometimes I've been in situations and I've been racially profiled. Mm-hmm. I've been in neighborhoods. Give and, us an example. Um, me <laughs> Okay, so there, there's like two sides to this because I used to do a lot of you know stuff like I used to be in the wrong a lot mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so it would always be this conflict because if a cop pulls you over and you're you know you're in the wrong in some degree mm-hmm. but they don't know that are they still are they still profiling <laughs> hey so this reminds me when so you listen said that- so listen I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example when I was in high school I was in Orange County mm-hmm. and I get pulled over by a police officer and there's definite Drugs and weapons in the car, <laughs> definitely. But bro but had the whole nine. But and, but they but they are securely hid. So when I get pulled over, uh-huh. unless I'm being, unless they're saying that there was a violent act which were which pertained to the weapon, or that they smelled drugs in the car, or had some reason to believe that we had some type of a drug affiliation, I want to know why they're pulling me over. So they pull me over. First thing he asked me is, "You are you from around here?" I was distinctively not from around there. He goes, do you mind if we search the car? My first question was, well, why do you need to search the car? You need probable cause. Listen, listen. And do you have a warrant? His explanation was, if you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't be worried about it. (laughs) Now, I was was pretty savvy back in the day, so I knew. So you weren't naive. Huh? You weren't naive. Well, no, no. I knew what I had in the car. He'd never find. Okay. You know what I mean? So I get out of the car. They tell us we got to go sit on the curb. Why'd you get out of the car, though? Because I knew I wasn't gonna get in trouble, and they were gonna look like they're gonna look like clowns. And for people that are listening, I want them to know this specifically, and and that's cool that you did that. But you don't have to get out your car no, no, unless I, they have probable cause. I, I know that I don't have to get out of the car, but I also know that I've had experiences, uh, whether they be personally or vicariously, where cops will do what they want, and then they'll put you in a situation where you're forced to react. And then they're forced to react. Thank God for the body cam. And I didn't. Well, no, no, no. This was this yeah, was. Don't even be working this half was the time. Years ago, before that was even a thing. So then, when they asked me to sit on the curb, they say, "Well, for your safety and my safety." And this is all, will forever be the funniest thing a cop ever said to me: "Is for your safety and my safety, can we put the handcuffs on you?" <laughs> so I'm now displayed with my friend sitting on a curb in handcuffs. And for every car that drives by, I've just committed a crime. But in reality, the reason I got pulled over, because I asked one more time when they let us back in the car, they said, oh, your license plate light was out. So that warranted me sitting on the curb and getting my car In search. handcuffs. And I only tell the story. And you searching my view. Yeah, and I only tell the story in totality because I don't want to be naive to the fact that I know sometimes people get pulled over for a valid reason. Yeah. But it's the extension of that, what happens thereafter, that is very, very troubling. So story number one, story number two, and then I'll pose this as a question as well to you two, is what is the typical protocol when you get pulled over by a police officer? And I'll tell you what's happened to me every single time. So I'm going to let you go first. Um... So I've only been pulled over a handful of times. God is faithful. Um, Less than two? Probably right at two. Okay. Maybe three. Maybe three. Um, And, you know, for I was taught growing up um, when you're pulled over, keep your hands on the steering wheel. Facts. Mm -hmm. Narrate every move that you're making. Mm -hmm. Whether it's I'm a little warm, I'm going to let down the passenger window if that's okay. 
um, or I need to go in my glove compartment. Um, may I reach over and open it? Mm-hmm. And so literally narrating um, and excessively to a point where it's um, it's embarrassing and it feels like it feels a little inhumane. Um, and I remember being in college and I took a course called I Too Sing America. Um, Professor Charles Bailing was um, teaching it. And I remember talking to my friends about or my, my classmates about being taught how to interact with cops. And mind you, I was one of maybe three black and people mixed with black <laughs> in that class. So this it was about three of us. Yeah. yeah, it was about three of us. And the rest of the class was white. And other people were in shock that we were raised knowing how to interact with the police. And that's what bothers me. They were in shock because it was just like, they were like, yeah, when I get pulled over, I talk back. I say, you know, whatever I need to say. And I'm like, oh no, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And it's literally a form of survival. And we ask questions too. Yeah. Cause I asked, and you're right. And I don't mean to cut you off real quick. Cause when bro pulled me over, no, no real quick. When he pulled me over and he told me about, you know, said, you know, plate thing missing. I said, is it okay if I get out my car to to look at to it? To observe it myself. I wouldn't ask no other grown man for permission to do anything. Especially I just don't with want your property. Exactly. I'm sorry, but keep going. No, no, you're right. And then I recall a, a time where um, I used to go home with my roommate, Bridget. Mm-hmm. I think I told you guys. Did I tell you this story already? You told us about Bridget. About I being believe. cool, though? Okay. Oh, no. We were talking about Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, yeah, back right. then. So Bridget is white, though. <laughs> yes. Um, so. No, she wasn't ready. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be the theme of this story. <laughs> So uh, we were driving back from Chicago to Michigan and it was a blizzard, like a real snowstorm. And at this point I had my hair blow dried out like in a really big Afro. Um, And, you know, why is that significant? Because I'm black and my hair is very different from any other race. Um, My roommate was driving. Bridget is a white woman. I wholeheartedly believe that the cops thought that I was a black man in her passenger seat mm, and not a black woman. Because you have to remember that's what she was getting. You have yeah. to remember that this was before the black natural hair movement for, for black women. Yeah, Afro's you just have came to back remember in the last three or four I was years. doing this in college. And so we're talking about oh six maybe mm-hmm. when perms were still the norm. So I wholeheartedly believe that they thought that I was a black man. So they pulled us over and the guy tells us uh, you were going 80 miles per hour and we were like in a snowstorm. Like we would literally be dead if that were the case because the roads are too icy. But um, in that situation, I felt like she was able to experience being pulled over for no reason. Um, and then to go even further, the cop had already began writing the ticket before he got to our car. The speeding ticket? Yes. Interesting. So it couldn't even be taken back because, you know, once they write it, it's a wrap. Yeah. So it was already written out before he had even come to us and spoken with us, which to me speaks volumes. Um, so I guess I say all that to say that our experiences have always been very different dealing with law enforcement. And these people who were supposed to be in places to keep us safe and protect us have actually been a source of our terror for a very long time. But then what about the flip side of it? Because I feel like it's not fair for us to 
um, have this portrayal of never being able to call on this governing force for the purposes that they're supposed to serve. So have you had the opposite experience where? Well, I have police officers in my family okay. who give me the lowdown. When you deal with cops, this is what you do because you can't trust the people in my force. Like mm. they've said that and they were on the inside. And, um, you know, it's just like it's a very real thing for black people. And it's not to say that. You know, I and I hate that we even have to justify it or say anything. It's not to say that all cops are bad, but the ones who are bad are really out here killing people. Like so, there so, are so many black people who have died at the hands of police officers unjustly. What about you, Carl? Have you had so before? I and I know what you're getting at. Um, there's a gentleman that listens to our podcast. Shout out to my man Matt. We went to high school together. He actually listens to all of our podcasts and he sends me a DM and be like, "Hey, man, I love this episode." Hey, that's man, he needs to add it to the. Uh, with the tattoos. Hey, he's super cool too. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he speaks to me. Because shout of out you to Matt and Elena. They just had there a baby within the last six, seven months. Can too. we post that on our um our uh full page, not in the DM? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got what you were saying there too. <laughs> that's for the baby. I'm gonna get a. I mean, matter of fact, I think when we drop this, we can at least you know post a photo of a few of our people that we know that are serving. Because I love our police. That answers well, your I'm question. Well, I'm not gonna post because that I just gave question. some. What was your okay. question then? So I know that it's it's probably easier easy for us to pinpoint these incidents where we've had interactions with the police and they may not have been um, as favorable as we would have liked. But then, have you ever had an instance where you were surprised because you you got a break? I felt like this last one. I I didn't want y'all to misunderstand the tone of what I had with this this last encounter. Oh no, Star went all the way in on a. No no no. She, I've had bad ones too, just like how you've had a bad one. I've been on the curb. You know, matter of fact, we'll, we'll go ahead. Short story with this. It was Christmas. I just got back from uh, from being in Fresno. I come home or whatever. My man Alex, who was you know who called in the last time that was talking about D writers and all that other mm -hmm. stuff on that one episode. Yo, and I told you, Alex kind of identifies <laughs> as being you know he identifies as being black. We get pulled over. I mean, he, he he's got the King Kong in the trunk, meaning he's got bass in the trunk. You know, we blasting music and stuff like that. And we was in the wrong. Like you said, we were in the wrong. We had a handicap sticker. We didn't want to deal with fashion, you know, Fashion Valley's oh, traffic. Oh, come on. And they pulled us over for the handicap sticker. It wasn't his. It was another dude in the car that had it. Yeah. And from my, my understanding of the law, having a handicap sticker is a misdemeanor, right? He got the handicap sticker from another girl that, you know, a girl that he was talking to. Okay. And so they call the owner of the handicap sticker, which is probably her grandmother or because somebody. Because it becomes a felony if you stole it from and them. And she didn't know that, the, that, that, you know, her daughter had, or her granddaughter had taken it from her. Because then, that's, that's now like a hate crime on a disabled <laughs> Exactly. So, but when they, before they pulled us over, they searched the whole vehicle, had us out in Fashion Valley on the curbs. Talking about all right, searching us on the hood of the car, and I hate to say this, but white folks is driving by, looking at us like, "Yo, of course, what did they steal?" Yeah, like just, <laughs> and that was the first, and I was like, "Yo, it, the sun was still out. It was six thirty. You, I mean, no, not not in December. It was like four thirty. You know what I mean?" I was like, "Yo, like this is crazy." But then, so we take that one experience when I was in there, I, I came home and I was throwing them fists like, uh, "What's that movie with uh, Ricky?" Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I was just like you. What's that movie? Was, All right. It took me a second to get it. I was so I was so deep in, but I was I was throwing them fists. But you take that situation, and then we take this situation that just happened. The only problem that I had, dude, was cool the whole time. And let, let's just be real. I had my work badge on. 
You know what I mean? And he was still asking me those questions. I'm like, bro, we work with y'all all the time. You know what kind of badge I got on right now. So with that being said, I had my work badge on, and he still walked up to me, still had his hand over the holster and everything, but he kind of calmed down after that, you know, and, and and I showed him my right credentials. So it wasn't so terrible of an experience. It just had me on red alert. Like, that's how you approach everybody, 7.30 in the morning? You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm- it's not. And um, as sad as it is, it is to say, you have to be able to sacrifice some of that ego for the sake of staying alive. Wait, how you know that's not how you're approaching everybody? I'm sure it's not. You're sure? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> devil eyes. Not devil. <laughs> I won't say devil. Right. Strong uh, eyes. But yeah, it's, it's you know, we, we've seen this play out time and time again when it comes to black people um, literally not surviving traffic stops. If you are in a position where you work with guns on a daily basis, you mean to tell me that you're really mistaking random objects for guns? Like, you are trained in this. And then you're getting off. What if you were trained poorly? That's a problem. I'm not agreeing with that. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not agreeing with that question. Because that book that we talked about in Jamar's episode, Mass Incarceration, I mean, it it really opened my eyes. And you read it, right? And I think one thing that people need to know is that, you know, after the Reagan era, you know, when drugs was supposedly, I'm I'm doing the quotes, y'all can't see it, but supposedly a big deal, it really wasn't that big deal. Go ahead, round of applause. I I was going to give you props for that, too. But during the Reagan era, you know, drugs was a big deal. You know what I mean? That he made it out to be. You know, and associated it with being like, you know, a violent crime almost. Yeah. And they've made it easier for you for police lawfully to pull us over, you know what I mean, for a tail light, for like you said, a a, a license plate light. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know how hard it is for me from right now to leave from my house and go to work without breaking one law? It's that easy for, for real. You might go over the speed. You may, you know, drift over in the lane without, you know, signaling. Or you may not have had enough time at a stoplight. They can pull you over for almost anything, you know, just to say, okay, you know what? We're going to create probable cause. Oh, I smell marijuana in the car. Do you? <laughs> I mean, we, we have to wait till I get in front of a judge two or three weeks from now for us to see if he was BSing or not. You know, it doesn't matter when you're there in and out. You know, they just make it easy to pull us over and to see, like, is this person a threat? So what about when... Like, have have we ever given any thought to, I, I just want to touch on the topic of, like, the police shooting, since you brought that up, Star, about, like, how difficult it, it may be to make that discernment in the blink of an eye? Mm-hmm. Have Have we given any thought to that? I've or, seen videos of white men living with full shotguns in their hand, though. So I've I, seen a white a video of a white man take the police officer's gun and still live from him, <laughs> and so and, and they I, took him down in cuffs. And I think that's what's troubling about the media is because we see these one episode or these one incidences. That's facts. I'm not gonna sit up here and that's real because you can Google white men shot by the cops. And you find some pretty like with questionable videos, but like, oh, that gentleman shouldn't have died. But see, why is it like that? Why is what like that? Why is it why I you have to ask yourself if if yes, it's irrational to think that every time we run into police or something like I can see the white man's argument or white people's argument in terms of like, you know what, every time something happens, you know what I mean, it's 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 because of this or we're racist or whatever. But it's like I'm asking you, why do we jump that fast to that to that scenario though? What do you think it is? Um, I feel like it 
and again, I I don't want people to get me out of here because it's like, oh, well, you're supporting, you're not, you're not supporting your people or whatever it may be. Um, but I feel like we know what hot topics are. So if we know what hot topics are, the media knows what hot topics are. Mm-hmm. And if the media is all about ratings, people love like that that inciting topic. This is an inciting topic. It's it's going to get it's going to get conversation started. It's going to start disagreements, and that's what's good for ratings. It's provocative. I also think the ads. You you're right um, in a sense, but then also I would add to that. I think historically speaking, you know, we've had a mistrust in government. Oh, sure, of course. I mean, we're living in it's the not, same country where they. It's deeper than mistrust, though. This the actual fabric of this country is founded upon racism. Mm-hmm. So it's so interwoven with how the society functions as a whole that it, it's deeper than a mistrust. You literally. Michelle Obama said, I, every day I go to sleep in a White House that was built by slaves. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. it's so woven into what our society is that it's deeper than just the mistrust. Because a mistrust is almost like, uh, you need to get over that. A mistrust, let's work on your trust issues. No, don't work on our trust issues. Work on the system that has continued doing this to us right. and continued pe- perpetuating our mistrust of the system. I mean, I hear you. I'm just, at this point, I feel like it's only fair that we play devil's advocate because I'm quite sure that we could all sit here and pinpoint instances in our lives where we've seen um, unjust occurrences. But I feel like if, in order for us to, again, have a well-rounded conversation, we have to be able to represent the voice of, but what if it's, that's not the full cause and it's something else. So I'm just throwing out these ideas so that we could talk about it. And then, so to go along with that, I'll give you an example. I was at home. And home where? Um, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> um, I was at home and my brother called nine one one because my dad hit him. Mm. Now my dad didn't like he didn't get him like he probably should have, but <laughs> he didn't tag him for real. Yeah, but my little brother it was it was around that time where kids were being empowered to. Well, I'm a card. Yeah, I'm if, a card if, to people. if your parents are if your parents are abusing you, you need to let somebody know. So he literally dialed nine one one, thought about what he was getting ready to do, and hung up the phone. But it was from a landline. So they called back. So they have to respond to that because that could have been somebody at, at, on, on, the, on, on the cusp of trying to call out for help and then being in imminent danger. Mm-hmm. So maybe 30 minutes goes by. We're sitting there. We see a, a light erratically flashing through the backyard. The dog is barking and whatnot. I was like, well, what's that all about? Um, I was downstairs at the time. I go upstairs. Because I was like, I know what's getting ready to happen, and I don't want nothing to do with it. Right. Knock at the door. It's a police officer. He's addressing the issue. My dad, being the the gentleman that he is, very militant black man, he starts going back and forth with the cop. What are you doing here? We didn't call you. We don't need you here. Cop is basically explaining what his responsibilities are in that situation. Dad calls him a racist because that's the typical go-to. You know what I mean? You must think that there's a problem because this is a black family that can't. Based on the story you're telling, I don't think the man was racist. but I Yeah, no, right. he, he was literally doing his job at this right. point. But then, you know, some black individuals are conditioned to make things immediately about race without considering all of the variables. Because that's the flip side of this is that a lot of this is reinforced by actions that are actually occurring. But then I feel like some people use that as an uh, opportunity to make an excuse for that's why i brought up in my initial story that i was in the wrong just not of what i was being accused of Mm -hmm. 
So they go back and forth. The the gentleman says, well, if you can't cooperate with me, then that's obstruction of justice because I can't come to the conclusion that you're saying is that is actually the case because you're not giving me the information I need, i.e. your identification. They go back and forth for a little bit longer. My father decides that he's going to go get his identification out of the car, but not alert the cop to that. Which is an issue. He was in the wrong. Because if, you, if you're going to do that, you announce it. Hey, I'm going to the car. Because that cop doesn't know what you're going to the car to go get. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in that process, the, the officer draws his gun. My dad so very poignantly <coughs> expressed, oh, you're going to shoot me in front of my family. You, you racist expletive. And the cop proceeds well, to, to get very emotional and saying, you know, it's very, very frustrating that individuals like yourself choose to use this moment to call racism my dad obviously jumps on the fact that oh people like yourself you're talking about black people he goes let me show you something the cop pulls out his wallet pictures fall out of the wallet and they're all of these beautiful black women one being older one being younger in each picture it was his wife and his daughter i'm glad you told that story and he basically explains that well if i was so racist why would i choose to live my life with these two beautiful young women i'm glad you told that story so I, I I'll give you one first, or I'll give you an extension of that. The next night I was out drunk. Guess who pulled me over? That same. That same cop. Guess who doesn't have a DUI on his record? Big Mouth sees. There you go. I'm glad you said that because I think this is also another poignant, you know, topic. I mean, we we talked about this before, and it's a big thing in our society. But I mean, let's just be real. If if you date black men, if you date black, you know, black women, you know what I mean. You have to teach your kids who look black. <laughs> you know, because of genes, these protocols, whether you're a police officer, whether you're, you know, uh, uh, um, a real estate agent, whoever. Because for the most part, some of us don't catch the message. You know what I mean? And some of us, you know, if, if, if a father or a mother is absent for whatever reason it is, and it's, you know, someone who is not of that ethnicity, you got to understand your kids aren't invis- in- invincible. So the whole point of us having this conversation was or about... invisible. Invisible too. Yeah. And the whole point of us having this conversation is the fact of what is the protocol? Some common themes that you've that you've heard is announce your movements. You know what I mean? Wait before wait before you start doing them. Like I'm not getting pulled over and the officer's walking up to my car and I'm fumbling for something. Oh, okay. That I'm not doing that. So get, run 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 through the typical traffic stop. For me, I I I'll tell you exactly what I did, bro. No, no, I want I want it from both sides. I want to know what the cop is doing. I want to know what you're doing. Okay, and and I'm gonna extend this because this is gonna be something that y'all didn't even think that I you know I probably had the capacity of doing because I tell so many jokes. But when it's serious, <laughs> he said y'all about to diss me for not being able to do this, but I actually do this. Go ahead, you should have gave me a gunshot on that one. No, I, I, you know what? Given the temperature of the conversation, yeah, we're, yeah we're that's not appropriate. Don't give me that. Gunshots are not appropriate. Give me a right pump now. it up. All right. Anyway, um, I'll tell you exactly what happened in my. <laughs> Pump it up, Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened, okay? And because it's been about four or five years since I actually been pulled over, so I'm on, um, I'm on the road. Uh, I'm on, I'm in a residential area, but I'm like, you know, those big popular roads that everyone takes. So wait, if, wait, but this isn't. Uh, but can, before you, can you? Just, I'm gonna walk it through you. Uh, you, you said to walk it, walk you through like what would happen on tip, both sides. Typically, what typically happens. Okay, go ahead. As right. a black male. Right, well, just as, from your experience. From my experience, right? Every single time, if I'm on a popular road and the lights flash, I'm not pulling over 
on that popular road because I know as an officer, he has to get out and approach me from my driver's side, you know, window. If I'm unless I'm on a highway or something like that. So I actually pulled over on a side street. It took me about maybe another 45 seconds after he flashed me for me to actually pull over to a residential area that you, was safer for him. You felt like that was safe? I felt like that was most important because I don't want him, I don't want him, I don't want him preoccupied with anything else that's going on. So what if he thought that you were using that 45 to seconds to chase that's or cool. create? Because I'll, I'll explain it to him when, when we have that conversation. I don't know about that Yeah, one, I was going to say, so in that instance, if that I'm a cop a and this person takes a whole 45 seconds, which sounds like a short period of time. I was at a red light, though, when he first got okay, me. Okay, point being, if a person does that, then I might approach that person with my gun at least unclipped. Because now this person has an explanation. And before I get that explanation, I need to make sure that if it's a hostile explanation, that I'm prepared to address it. Yeah, but everything's circumstantial. I wasn't in the right lane. I had to beat another car just to get to where I needed to get to. So I could have waited it, for the car, too. That's so still it, odd. So like it could have been perceived that when the lights came on, you were driving erratically. Everything, everything is circumstantial at that point. I'm in the left lane, and you're I, pulling I, me over. No, no, no. And you're using the appropriate word. It's circumstantial. You're right. On both parts. But exactly. And, and so. So what I did was I ch- I chose the safest route. So what I did was is I, I I well first of all the car on the right of me was like yo I'm gonna go ahead and let you go because I, I okay, see so, you're getting flagged. So you so you 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 chose to go to a safe spot for you in the cup. You're pulled over. He right. reached, he makes it to your window. He he's he's approaching my window. Okay. And I'm looking in my left side mirror and bro has his gun unholstered, hand over the top. Okay. And I was like yo he means business. See, see stuff like that. I'm not fumbling anymore. I'm oh, not playing. Games. Okay, so your hands are on the steering wheel. My t- ten and two. Okay, so he approaches the window. And he approaches the window, and I'm waiting for for the words, license and registration, please. Okay. Once I hear license and registration, please, I use one hand. <laughs> now, for me personally, because we live in a different time, my registration is on my phone and my email. I don't keep it in the dashboard anymore because there's so much paper if we stuff it in there or whatever. And my license is on the back of my phone. I take one hand, my phone that was obviously on the seat, I grab for that. Do you address what you're going to do? you narrate what you're going to do? I feel like he can see me enough and he can see what I have on the seat. See, oh, you bold. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. You bold. I'm bold, I'm, yeah. bold, I'm bold in the sense because I know where my phone is. I don't have it in the center console. I have it on the seat where he can see it. But you're, I'm, you're assuming a lot right now. I'm about, giving him time to see what I have, though. I'm tending to when he gets to the door. I'm look. Don't look. When the we fact that it, we're so cautious in the first place, most people don't and even I, and think and about I, and this. I, and I think that's, that's the, the point. What, what most people will be getting from this is like they're giving a lot of thought to maybe something that they just kind of just go and do. Okay, so he asked you for your license registration. Either there, way, we're all prepared. And 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 with you guys objecting and with me telling you what I did, we were well prepared and what we were going to do or what our actions. Wait, would so, be at so that the point. agreement that we can have is even if we don't agree on the process that needs to be done there is there an intricate process. process okay there, there is a process, a process. So, so the question i i want you because i want you to um talk about the questions that you're asked though okay so then he he says hey um when i'm looking for my i get my license it's on the it's on the back of my phone in the phone wallet right and i give him that and he, he takes my license and he says is this your vehicle ain't, ain't nothing else just is this your car Okay. I'm like, yo, that's a dumb question. I've been pulled over plenty of times. I've never been asked, is this my car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when he when he says my registration wasn't on there, right? Or the 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 registration the tag. The year sticker. Yeah, the year sticker wasn't on there. He says to me, he says, hey, you know, your regi- I pulled you over. He gives me the reason why he actually pulls me over now. Okay. He says, you know, your registration sticker isn't on there. At this point, I think he kind of sees my badge because my seatbelt was over it. 
right? So he sees my badge. He kind of he laxes up a little bit. He snaps his gun back into his holster. Right now we're having a normal conversation. I said, "Listen, I don't know. I don't know if it's off. Nobody checks right. their vehicle. I don't look at my. Do you ever look at your car? Plate. Like, yo, my sticker's not on there today. Like, I don't look at that. Like most, like the general person won't do that. So I said, No, nah, I didn't know that. I paid my tax. You can look it up in the DMV registration uh, 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 portal, though. I know what's on there. Right. Okay. And so he said, Okay, I'm gonna go do that. Now, mind you, what I didn't say was I didn't show him my registration yet because it's on my phone. Okay. At this point, he goes back to the, the vehicle, and I said, this is opportune time while he's back on his motorcycle looking down where I can at least look in my, my email and get my registration out because I get an email to me every six months. Right. I said, I can go ahead and do this. Put my phone back on my lap, right? I'm not putting it back on the seat. I'm not reaching for nothing crazy. Put it right back on my lap. He comes back out, and he said, hey, man, I checked it out. You know, you already paid your tax for this year. I said, I know I did. I just paid it two weeks ago. You know, and it just so happens that it's not on my car, I guess, because I haven't gone on and, you know, and verified it. So he says, do you have that? Um, do you have your insurance? I'm sorry. I said registration. I said, do you have, I you he said, do you have your insurance? And I said, yeah, I got it right here. So I grabbed my phone off my lap. He knows it's a phone, the same phone I had earlier. I hope. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, so hope, I'm glad you I said that. The phone is you, black, didn't, you, you didn't know what phone. he knew. Right. Yeah. right. You have a black phone. It's, it's easy to. Exactly. You're right. And so I grab it off and I show it to him on the screen. And he said, you know, typically we're supposed to like, after six months, we're supposed to tow your vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's like, but, you know, luckily I checked. I'll give you a fix-it ticket. He was cool the whole time. And I said, this is what I said. Right when he went through that whole spiel and I knew he was writing up a fix-it ticket, I said, yo, is it all right with you if I go and take a look? He said, oh, yeah, Sure. Almost as if it was common knowledge, like, yo, you can ask me anything you want to do. I, I'm not I'm not arresting you. No, I'm going to keep asking you questions on what I can or cannot do because of my own safety. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. I just know what's been going right. on. And I'm Sacramento. not even asking for permission at right. this point. I'm telling I'm asking. I'm alerting a, you to what I'm getting ready to do. Exactly. Exactly. In a question format like Jeopardy. So case in point of this whole story is this, is that I don't feel like, you know, he was... Because on the flip side that we also have to think about, these men, you know, have lives too. And I, and I hate to say it, but to be honest with you, you know, just given the areas that, you know, we live in in San Diego, maybe there is high crime. You know what I mean? Or maybe there is a, a social issue that's outside of them that makes them to be that way. They have families too. That's true. You know what I mean? And they have wife and wife or, you know, a wife or girlfriend or kids or family, mom or dad that they want to get home to. Well, and, and that's the reason that I was asking the questions or maybe just like posing an alternative point of view, because I feel like cops come from a multitude of different backgrounds. So it's I feel like it's going to be a combination of things, it's going to be a combination of training of what crime looks like, mm -hmm. their own personal experiences on what something that they should be on high alert about looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, just the, the scenario in itself, when you, what you described, if I'm a cop, and I would be a black cop, right? Because I'm black. Turns out. Yeah. If you pulled the move that <laughs> you did, funny. <laughs> if I wasn't on the same wavelength with, as, as you, uh, this person's doing this for my safety, it looks the complete opposite. This person's either trying to hide something or giving themselves an opportunity to prepare for the interaction with me. So I or might, they calling up the homies to yeah, meet them there. So I might need to be prepared for anything until I know that there's nothing to be prepared for. And the only reason I was asking you about um, what questions do you ask is because what would you do in that scenario though? You get both of you guys. I felt like were giving me two different takes. Well, no, I, I you know what to tell you the truth, I, I can't really call it because it's circumstantial. Yeah, but I, I know mean, my my thing is as quickly as possible pull over. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. And on preferably on a busy street because you for our safety, witnesses. there are more eyewitnesses. And mm. so if the cop has to be in a compromising situation due to me being pulled over, then so be it. That's and that's their... a catch-22 because I don't want nobody's adrenaline pumping already. But like You know what I well, mean? Well, no, no, but because to that point, I also know that you, you made a point that the cop has to come to your driver's side window. And I was pulled over two weeks ago, and the cop definitely pulled over to the passenger side to keep himself safe. So I know yeah, that they are able to take efforts to keep themselves safe. So I don't need to do anything that I'm perceiving to be helpful to them that they might be perceiving as a threat. But the re- going back to what I was saying, the reason I was asking you about the questions you get asked, because I'm surprised to hear you say that, because I've never, not once in my adult life, and I, you know, as far back as I can think, been pulled over and not asked, license and registration, are you the owner of this vehicle, are you on probation or parole, do you have any drugs or alcohol in the vehicle? You've never been asked that? I've never been pulled over and not asked that. And those are always the the, questions that are asked. And then, so I'll tell you what's interesting about my time that I've spent here in San Diego. The last two times that I was pulled over, this is the only times that I've heard something slightly different is where the cop approached me and said, now I'm going to ask you some questions that I ask everyone. Mm. And that was her disclaimer to ask me some questions that I know that she doesn't ask everyone. Right. Because there's some people you pull over and you're not worried about them being on probation or parole because you know that you can look it up. Like somebody's grandmother. Exactly. <laughs> so her, her grandma might be on parole. Her her facts. Her her giving POP. They in prison too. The disclaimer of, oh, well, I ask everybody these questions is like, oh, you know that we're living in the age of just as soon as you pull up and your body cam is recording me. I might be recording you. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Um, so that was just an interesting experience because I feel like because of my skin tone mm-hmm. and not because of anything else. I don't feel like I'm overly. And you uh, look young, though. I mean, let's just. Let's OK, yeah, sure. You could be one of these wild out here. You know, what maybe, I mean? so. maybe. But I, I typically those are the questions that I've, I've been asked. Now, they might, you know, take out parole and only so, say probation or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, that that that's the typical experience that I have. And when I tell other people that and I ask them the same question, they're always blown away by the fact that like, you know, they almost think that I'm making it up. And it's like, I wish I was. Right. right. I really do. It's not. But that's why we got in the detail. Well, no. Because I feel like the media misses the detail. And, we, and we're going to get your detail, too. Though. So, we're not going to just leave that. And, and to that star, point, I'm sorry, when you get asked all those questions, then that makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. Because you think to yourself, well... If these kind of sound out, like these questions kind of sound out of pocket, maybe they're assuming that that's already the case. And now me telling the truth sounds like a lie. Like it's a mind game. Yeah. And it's already a stressful situation. I almost questioned if it was my car too. <laughs> you know? it, wait, is this my car? Yeah, he was like, yo, is this your car? I'm like, yo, what kind of dumbass question is that? Excuse my language. Watch your profanity. Go ahead. You don't even got to hit me with yeah, that. But he was just like, yo, like, that's, that's crazy to me. So. Star, what about you? Circumstantial? You know, what would you do in that instance? I know you had a little bit of like, what would you do different for me or Cease that he just did? Yeah, I think uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit, getting over as quickly as possible because you don't want them to think that you are um, trying to throw weed out the window or, you know, anything, even though weed is legal now. I was going to say, you better stuff that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've heard of situations where, you know, people have driven a little further than where uh, the cop initially put the siren on. And that young man in this certain situation actually went to jail because they labeled it as 
a chase. Evasion. Like, yeah, evasion. Running away from the cops. Mm. And so he wound up going to jail when his, this was in the height of. Even after he pulled over too? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Like, literally, he went, if I'm not mistaken, he was in a pretty remote area and he drove to, like, I want to say it was by a gas station or somewhere where there were eyewitnesses. And again, this is in the height of when there were a lot of back-to-back police killings um, of black people. And Wait, can uh, I say something real quick for just for knowledge purposes? Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like you're in a situation like that, um, typical protocol for the driver is if a cop is pulling you over and you want to make said decision, call 911. Let them know where you're at. They've already been alerted that a cop is making an attempt to pull somebody over and say that this is what I'm doing and you'll be in the clear. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but it wound, the situation ended with him going to jail. And, um, you know, it's crazy because, again, I don't feel like other people think about this as much as we do. I don't think that, you know, if this was a non-black person, it would have been as deep of a wow, I am really in a deserted area. Let me get to where there can be witnesses. I think that that's a very unique experience uh, for us. And it's not to say that it doesn't happen um, to other races or people who with certain characteristics. Uh, But I believe it is something that is very unique to um, our experience. And again, I don't know of too many people who are taught to interact with police and how to interact. And I'm lucky because I did have very close connections to police officers who gave me the inside and they gave it to me very real and said, this is why you need to, you know, Crystal, I know how you are. (laughs) I need you to chill. I need you to yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And you know, my parents also instilled that in my brother and, and in me. So it's, you know, it's, it's our reality. And it's not okay. I don't know if it's going to change anytime soon. I don't foresee it in my lifetime. Um, but it's just one of the many things that we have to deal with um, being black in America. So um, with this being the topic and we've, you know, again, we could share stories and go back and forth a lot on what's appropriate and what's not. But they start all the way in Africa. <laughs> but as, as a closing thought, can you know, just as it pertains to interacting with the police, can we maybe give our golden rule? You know what I mean? Maybe so. I, I gave a little tip out earlier about if you want to get to a safe place and what the protocol is, but maybe just a golden. If rule. you're a woman, cry. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> hey, but you know what? That that's legit because I've I've seen some situations be averted with the tears. Yeah. Cry. Curl. Act last. Act last? Yeah. And then when I say that, it's just, when I say act last, meaning that. You see he changed the brim on his hat when he got ready to say that? <laughs> I, say, I ain't changed nothing. He <laughs> looked over at me and was like, something mine. <laughs> <laughs> when I say act last, let them ask you all the questions to keep it real. Yeah, okay. don't give up all and the also, And also, and we didn't touch on this too much, but if, you know, your child is, you know, half black and you are a oh, non-black parent, you know what I mean? Yo, teach them the protocols, because if not, you're going to be in a hurt place. The one drop rule is very real. So it, 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 it even sounds like even to like an extension of that is, is that if you have children in, 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 in your surroundings and they look, you know, appear to be a person of color, it's just like letting them know that maybe their interactions with the police might have to look a little bit different than some of their peers. Yeah, Absolutely. And then, you know, being aware that even if you are 
walking around and hanging around with white people that yeah. doesn't make you exempt it doesn't make you invisible it doesn't change who you are or what you look like gotcha. um and i think that if you are a parent and you have children who have friends who are not black they also kind of need to know the protocol too yeah because yeah, they can true. step so far out of line and we'll still get the repercussions hey, sometimes i've okay and yeah. so you know they also need to be spoken to as well um anyone who is going to have involvement with um black people or black children they need to have a general understanding of this protocol and this reality that we have yeah and i would just say take a uber everywhere i mean if you can't if you, everywhere you know what i mean if you can help it um because I, I feel like a lot of people when they're having these interactions with the police it's when they're out and about so you know what i mean like just you know for as much as possible if you if you're getting ready to go turn up stay off the road because you know what i mean like i, I and i'm just saying this to me that's a general safety if you know you turn it up don't drive yeah because I feel, I feel like a lot of people are being placed in compromising situations and they're nervous about things that maybe the cop isn't even looking for. Right. And nervousness transfers. And these cops have a very difficult job that they have to do, is, which in a split moment discern if this is criminal activity or if this is just the casual, you know, avoidance of, you know, paying attention to a certain law. Mm-hmm. So I think we also have to keep that in mind is that given the 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 tense nature of the job that they do is that we need to be doing our parts to keep ourselves safe because the goal is making it home which is why i said you can't advocate for anything to change if you don't make it home you gotta get home make it home people there's people counting on you all right so we got uh for the culture any recommendations ding 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 what you got so i actually just finished this book and it's um it's called nice girls don't get rich Mm. and um so I would of That's course That's not hoeing too. I just want to make sure we got that under control. Being mean is not not hoeing. I don't want nobody to plug that like, well, Carl's gonna say she's a hoe, but keep going. <laughs> it might be. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so this book talks a lot about um how women are socialized differently um than than men. So a lot of times men are socialized to invest financially. Um, to develop wealth, um, to Mm. become entrepreneurs and business starters. And women were kind of socialized to save, get jobs that are helping people and in helping fields, which which typically do not pay a lot of money. Um, So it talks about um, taking control of your financial uh, well-being. And it has a lot of different chapters, a lot of different myths, a lot of different tips. Um, (laughs) That was actually an accident. Oh, well, thank you anyway. But you, you deserve Shout a Shout out to the applause. women's. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's a very interesting book. It deals with credit. It deals with saving. It deals with investments. It deals with financial planning. Um, so it's a phenomenal book for all women to read. Um, there are two groups of women that I will super encourage um, to read this book. And that is Married Women. I will super encourage it because a lot of times, um, especially in heterosexual marriages, we are um, we take a backseat to a lot of things financially. So we may be in charge of the paying the bills, paying the light bills and all that stuff. But when it comes to the actual financial planning, um, we are just not as involved in that process as we should be. And the second group um, would be women who are either divorced or in the process of getting divorced because it has a whole section on that. And then. 
On top of that, I would encourage men to read it if you are going to be feeding into a young lady's life in some sort of way, nurturing her and helping her to develop so that you do not perpetuate um, the socialization that continues to marginalize us uh, financially. Um, it's just a shift in, in culture, a shift in mindset. We've talked a lot about that today. Um, everything is changing around us, and that includes finances. Um, I know a lot of times it's like, well, your husband will come along and then you'll be like financially set. And it's like, nah, we're not waiting for that no more. We taking control of our own financial situation. So again, the book is called nice girls don't get rich. And it is a phenomenal, very quick read and very eye opening. It has a little test in there. It'll cause you to check yourself and know exactly where you need to uh, work in order to get to a better place. Amen. And y'all can find us at Grown Folks Business, Facebook and Instagram. Businesses that are out there, if you guys want to do some cross promotion, we here. We already got a few businesses that's already, you know, jumped on. So. I thought you was going to hit them with the B-I-Z. Right, right me too. N-E-S-S. Nah, 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 nah. I was going to hit that. They know, they heard it. If they made it this far, they didn't hear it. I was going to say, if they're listening. Hopefully. Yeah. And so, and our numbers are good. You know, we appreciate y'all. And you guys were very interactive. You know, I'm the numbers guy. I'm the numbers guy, you know. And you're you the numbers really and the self shout out guy. I am. You gave yourself like five shout outs today. Guy. I definitely am that guy. I've been getting good with the audio. Oh, and on, <laughs> I, I said at the podcast palace fire. <laughs> um, and then Netflix, watch Rapture. It's about. Um, I was hoping that you would tell them what that was. You referenced it a couple. Yeah, times. Rapture. It's it's pretty much it. It actually references about five or six artists. I know A Boogie with the hoodie was on there. Uh, Dave East, Rhapsody was on there. The Hat Nas on there with the cameo. Uh, G Easy was on there also. Um, and I can't remember off the top, but they kind of oh Logic. <laughs> there was no way I could forget that. And Logic, he's 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 really good with mental health. Um, but they they kind of just talk about you know the life of an artist and you know what they did to get there and how they maintain um, and and pretty much how much they love their craft. So. Um, but yeah, check that out. It's called Rapture. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's been out for about a month and a half now, uh, if you guys are listening. So there we go. Uh, any final thoughts? Everybody good? Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, just live your best life, guys. 10 and 2, folks. 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Live your best life. There we go. So with that being said, um, Star? I'm grown. <laughs> Shit, we all grown. You're not going to let me get my grown in? Oh, go ahead. I'm grown. You look at me. I'm grown. Shit, we all grown. <laughs> this has been another episode of Grown Folks Business.